Hello, welcome back to a brand new weekly reaction. Week six instant reaction is here. We're going to talk about two main games. There are no more undefeated teams in the NFL. The Eagles lost and the 49ers lost, both surprising and shocking. But before we get into that, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Um, a little sleepy. I'll be honest with you. That that Giants and Bills game was just everything you needed in terms of if you needed a good nap up until that last drive of the game, which is luckily what I was awake for. Uh, but we watched some great football today, and, and this is not my show by any means. So go ahead, gentlemen. You guys talk to me. How are you guys feeling? I'm, I'm feeling fantastic, man. Big win. We're going to talk about, about the Jets going to death, uh, but three and three going into the bye. If you would have told me this, even with Aaron Rodgers, I'd have been like, I'll take three and three. Once Aaron Rodgers went now, I am over the moon with three and three. Um, so I'm feeling good. Mr. Tortorelli. Steelers, John, every, everybody, everybody went, John. I mean, come on, John. I thought you didn't go, but Steelers didn't play this week, so your boys were in for the Jets. 1-0 this year. It was a great week of football, man. Matt Kenner survives another week. Before we get into the first two games that we're going to talk about, Giants and Bills, anything that stu stood out to you in that game, it was closer than we expected. I mean, the thing that, I, that stuck out to me is, I mean, Tyrod Taylor primetime, Better than mm. Daniel Jones gave the Giants Fine. a chance to, to win in so prime time. Tyrod Taylor was out there, he was dealing, he was making plays. The announcer Chris Collins was like, Oh my god, the Giants are hitting explosive plays today. I was like, I mean, you don't get that with Daniel Jones, you don't get those explosives, but you put Tyrod Taylor in there. Oh, you get those explosives. I'll tell you what we're not going to do, Joel. We're not going to fucking give out ribbons and fucking awards for nine points. We're not doing that. For the love of God, let's not do that. He had a solid game. Hey, listen, I'm not one to – I'm not a hater. That's that's definitely not in my mantra. All I'm going to say is we're not going to – we're not going to crown this guy or, you know, let's give do, props to nine points and a loss. Let's not do that. But what we can credit is that Giants defense. That three weeks in a row has been the lone bright spot of the New York Giants football season so far. The offense continues to be horrendous. Uh, they still have only one first half touchdown. It was not offensive. It was a defensive pick six, 102 yard return. I, I still believe that's the longest play of the season. This defense has been great. Okariki and McFadden have done a good job in the middle linebacking crew, uh, but this offense still just lacks an insane amount of juice. That last drive of the game, that really was, hey, listen, like I said, that was impressive to me. I was happy that that's what I was actually able to, to sit down and, and really take in. Uh, but you got to give the ball to Saquon there on the one-yard line. You trust your best player in that situation. I understand that that's the obvious play. I'm talking to the, to the Giants group chat that I'm in. All of them are talking, why don't you give it to Saquon? Why don't you go give it to Saquon? So if if the, the casual watcher's thinking Saquon's getting the ball, then of course McDermott is planning for, for Saquon to get the rock also. Play action, not a bad design, but give it to the best player in that situation, in my opinion. But other than that, shout out to the Giants defense who continues to, to play solid football over these last three weeks. Yeah, don't don't have a ton of takeaways from the Giants side of things. They're they're not a good football team right now. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, it doesn't matter. This offense is, is not good. Saquon Barkley was obviously not a hundred percent, and outside of a couple of runs, especially in that first half, they weren't able to do anything. I mean, there was at one point he had twelve rushes for twelve yards, was able to rip off a couple in that third and fourth quarter. So his you know end of game stats looked a little bit better, but overall he wasn't himself. Um, in terms of the Giants, like end of each half, right? The first half. <laughs> seemed like it was miscommunication where Brian Dable was basically saying it should have been a pass. Like they have an option every play to check to a run, but this should have been a pass. Tyrod has to know that he's a vet. He's been in this league, what, 10 years, maybe that, that's a rookie mistake to make. Um, and then at the end of, at the end of regulation where they, they got a break at uh, the second to last play, they get pass interference ball at the one yard line. You have that one chance. I don't hate the play to Darren Waller. There was also a hold that probably should have been called. There was a pretty clear tug on the jersey. But listen, Darren Waller, he's he's your red zone target. You traded to get this guy 6'6", athletic, should be able to go up and make a one-on-one -on -one play. Um, and it's probably in the back of your mind that last time you gave the ball to Saquon at the one-yard line, he got stuffed. So I don't hate that play call from Dable. 
Um, from Buffalo, these first six weeks are kind of just like a microcosm of what the Bills are. Week one, just an ugly loss in division to the Jets, a team that going into that game with Aaron Rodgers, there was all this hype. Now Aaron Rodgers goes down. You should win that game. They lose. But then back-to-back big wins over bad teams like the Raiders and Commanders. Then going into Miami, they finally have that statement win, almost like the Chiefs from a couple of seasons ago. We're like, okay, Buffalo's here. Then they lose to the Jaguars in London, and now they they beat the Giants. Congratulations. But this was an ugly, ugly win, 14-9, to 14 points. And this was a game to the last second with Tyrod Taylor. The Buffalo Bills, I believe I had them top five in my power rankings, but this is going to be one of those times where a team is going to win and they might drop because I did not like what I saw from Buffalo. What do you got to say, John? You got something to add on? Like Dells, this was a really boring game to watch. Uh, from the Giants side of things, I felt like Tyrod Taylor brought them some real offense hanging out to the numbers, um, but it was a very slow game up until the fourth quarter. And for the Bills, their offense has been pretty inconsistent this year. Prayers up to Damian Harris, what goes down in this game. But I felt like it was more so the New York Giants defense stepping up. They didn't get any sacks today. But, I mean, they're able to neutralize that Bills offense as well as any team has um, for what it's worth. I'm over the moon right now because two teams lost, the 49ers and Eagles. I don't really care too much about the 49ers. I really don't in terms Liar. of them losing. I really don't. I don't. The Eagles, though. Oh, my goodness. And, and listen, this is not going to be a very long show. So if you guys have something you guys want to add on to the show, a super chat, we're going to read those at the end. This is going to be a very interactive show with the fans right here. The Eagles losing this game. The Jets winning. Dells, I told you, mister. I told you. You did? Pick, pick the Jets. Please pick the it. Jets. Because got it. we have never beat the Eagles in the history of our franchise. We're 0-12. I told Dells, listen, if you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, this is the first time we're ever going to beat them in our franchise's history. It's all about our defense. This is the same defense that limited Josh Allen, limited Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts didn't look good in the second half. The Eagles' drives were punt, punt, interception, missed field goal, interception, turnover on downs. We held the Eagles to 80 rushing yards, but most of that was from Jalen Hurts because DeAndre Swift had 10 carries for 18 yards. Gainwell had 13 yards. Boston Scott had two yards. It's kind of crazy how once Swift faces some good defensive lines, he looks below average. He can't get by all, all rushing lanes. He cannot. And, I mean, to not have sauce in this game, to not have DJ Reed, you got our corner stepping up, Michael Carter. You have Bryce Hall stepping up, who before we got this influx of cornerback talent, he was actually a good starter for us. Bryce Huff is a superstar, and this game was – the primary reason of why you need a, a an elite pass rush because Jalen Hurts was pressured on 42% of his dropbacks. Historically, in Hurts' career in the NFL, he is 3-7 and seven in 10 starts when he's pressured at least 40% of the time on his dropbacks. Quentin Williams did his thing. Bryce Huff did his thing. Jermaine Johnson is playing at a great level. John Franklin Myers, he's always a good player. All these turnovers from Jalen Hurts, man. You know, I'm looking at it. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions on a year. Son's got to give. I think so far this season, I've seen one great game from him. That I've seen one absolutely great game. Start to finish, he's been fantastic. He's going up against tougher defenses, and he doesn't look like his last year MVP self. And the Jets, oh, yeah, we shut him down. And the Jets at three and three. We can make the playoffs. We're in the hunt for the playoffs, baby. Zach Wilson, if he continues to play like this, don't make mistakes. Take care of the ball. Just play average. Let our playmakers shine. We can make the playoffs 100%. Our defense is that elite. And, oh, my God, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, which can happen, I'm going to save. I'm going to save what I'm going to save for that time. If he comes back, it's scary. He doesn't. He doesn't even want to get it out there. He doesn't even put that in the universe. You if don't he know comes what's happening. It's you say scary that. hours. <laughs> it is, man. This this Jets team is it's impressive. I did not think they'd be able to match up with Philly. I thought offensively, Philly just had too much firepower. And once you see Sauce and DJ Reader out, you're thinking AJ Brown, Smitty. These guys are going to go crazy. And well, AJ Brown had a phenomenal game. All in all, you got to be happy with how the defense fared, right? I mean, not only did we missing those two corners, like Michael Carter was out for a portion of this game. Joe Tittman goes down. Garrett Wilson goes down. Between this and that Buffalo game week one, I mean, I think these are probably the two best games I've ever seen Robert Sala coach 
from game plan to execution to just keeping, you know, morale up going back to week one when Rodgers goes down and you're going into this Philly game where I'm a diehard Jets fan. I'm not even giving us a chance, right? So you hear all the noise outside of, you know, you should not win this game. Philly just went to the Super Bowl. They should be able to, you know, handle your defense and you're not going to be able to score. Um, defensively, though, Josh Allen, week one, one touchdown, three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, one touchdown, two interceptions. Jalen Hurts, one touchdown, three interceptions. Russell Wilson had two touchdowns, two fumbles, a 418 QBR. This defense just shuts down, man. This defense is really, really special. This was the defense we were talking about coming into the year saying, you know, assuming we had Aaron Rodgers, like as long as Aaron Rodgers in this offense is mediocre, if it's top 18, this is going to be a team that will make the playoffs and will be really scary come playoff time and they can make a run. Once Zach Wilson goes down, now you're expecting, okay, the offense might not be top 18, but as long as Zach Wilson's not playing like the worst quarterback we've ever seen, we'll have a chance. And and right now you got to give credit to Zach because is he playing an NFL starter mid mid starter level? Probably not, but he's playing backup level football football. He's playing low end starter football, and that is 10 times, 100 times better than what we saw last season from Zach Wilson, where he was unplayable, where he got sat for Chris Strebler. So we make these jokes about Zach Wilson. He's he's the laughing stock, the biggest bust of all time. People are still in comments everywhere saying how bad of a quarterback he is. While he might not live up to that number two overall potential, what he's doing right now with the Jets defense playing the way it is and what the upcoming schedule looks like for the New York Jets, they have two games against Miami, one game against the Chargers. If they win two out of those three games, split with Miami and beat the Chargers, they are right there in the playoff hunt because you got a, a lot of Atlantas and Houston's um, and I don't know, uh, there's a couple other games, Commanders, I don't know if I said them, but a, a lot of winnable games where these first six weeks, I mean, four of the weeks you're playing top 10 teams, Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly, we probably all had in the top five power rankings coming into this week. So the gauntlet of teams they went through for these first six weeks and managed to come out on the other side, three and three is a huge victory. And to, to be without your two-star corners and to still look as dominant as you guys did in the defensive side of the ball, it's a God bless you. Uh, it's, a, it's a testament to the depth of this defense. And, Joel, you mentioned it very spot on. All offseason long, what we spoke about was, of course, you get Aaron Rodgers. That automatically moves the needle for you. But what was the bread and butter of this team was going to be the defense. And once Zach stepped in, if you wanted to continue to play winning football, you needed this defense to play at a top three level minimum. And Joel, you already mentioned the laundry list of quarterbacks. And shout out to Robert Sala playing with some confidence, talking some trash, and, and, and we embarrassed them. Okay, <laughs> coach. Okay, coach. You're going to do I, the same to Tua. I, uh, we'll see about that one. Uh, you know he moves different, uh, especially against your New York football Jets. Uh, but that being said, you know, it, it's it's something about a, an energy shift. And when you have a coach that's 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 believing what he's preaching and the, the results show, it's something to get excited for. Listen, you guys know I'm, I'm not this Jets supporter, but I'll never hate on your guys' squad. And I've got to admit, I like what I'm seeing from Robert Sala, and I love what he gets out of those guys on the defensive side of the ball. Because on top of them being an unbelievable unit talent-wise, they know how to rally behind a guy, and they believe in what Sala's preaching. They believe that they can go out there against any offense in a league, and it does not matter. They can shut shit down. Now, let me say this about the Philadelphia Eagles, since I'm sure we're barely going to touch on them. Uh the first interception, we're talking about turnovers. That's that's the Mickey Mouse turnover of the day. And I say that because I saw you mention uh, he could have had four INTs. He could have. That last one drive. got put. If you want to say that, then the Mark Andrews fumble got put on his resume for that interception also. I will say that last throw had me scratching my head. What the hell was he thinking? Now, I know Jalen has a solid arm. I know he has a ton of confidence. That window and staring it down was horrendous. That really was one of the worst plays I've seen from Jalen Hurts over the last two seasons. So I say that with the idea of this game looked wrapped. The Eagles were going to win it. They were going to run down the clock. Even that second to last drive, they were doing a good job of moving the chains. It was insane to me to see him make that boneheaded mistake. Shout out to Brees Hall. He's back. He is 100% back. That was great to see. Zach Wilson, 
understanding the assignment also. Garrett Wilson's open. I'm going to throw him the ball. I don't care if I'm staring him down. This needs to be how I move the ball down the field. It needs to be between these two guys, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. It was great to see Garrett Wilson come back and be healthy uh, because, we, of course, the Jets have already gone through an insane amount of injuries that nobody wants to see. But you guys continue to show resiliency. And maybe this isn't a day that we talk about the Eagles being frauds, but more so talking about the praise that the Jets defense deserves. This is how they're going to win games this year. Like the moment Aaron Rodgers went down, they're going to have to play very similar in my Steelers. Three things. You've got to win the turnover battle. Today, Zach is zero. Hertz has four. And it's the exact same thing we saw versus the Bills. Two, you can't get killed in time possession. Today was flat even because you're stopping the run. And I mean, DeAndre Swift is 18 yards. Zach Wilson... <laughs> Opposed to taking those those poor decisions in past years, he's just taken off and running. And so we're seeing him simplify the game. I still like to see more than 186 passing yards because with no Darius Slay, this Eagle secondary is quite mid. It's an opportunity to get right. But in the end, if he's taking care of the football and Garrett Wilson's going off for 890 yards, that is exactly how they're going to win games this year. And as you point out, Dells, the Jets' next six games, you look at a schedule of teams where a lot of them are up in the year. So you've got the Giants week, you get the, the bye week, week seven. The Giants week eight when you come back. Chargers week nine on Monday night. Raiders week 10. Buffalo week 11. You beat them. Now you're on the road. And week 12, you've got Miami. All of these games, the Jets can win. The only tough games are what? Cleveland week 17 and Miami week 15. So this is a game that not only helps you guys get that mojo, but it changes your entire season. Going from what could have been two and four in the fourth quarter, if things don't work out your way, it's now three and three. And you're right in the back of the thick of this, this wild card race, man. So... I'm happy for you guys. All Zach Wilson does when he starts is win. Last year, it was 5-2 and two as a starter, I believe it was. Wow. And then the, the fan base turned against him, you know, just maliciously. I mean, they, they didn't get this guy a break. The story of this game is the Jets' defense. You know, people don't talk about him enough because I just don't think that he's somebody that anybody's paying attention to. But the Jets right now have two Pro Bowl caliber players that – the whole football world has no idea about. One of them is Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff is top 10 in pressures, and amongst all those guys that have pressures, he has played 100 less snaps than all of them. Today in this game, he had one and a half sacks. He was getting after Jalen Hurts all day long. Number two is Quincy Williams, the brother of Quentin Williams. Quincy Williams is playing at a Pro Bowl level as well. He's a great cover linebacker. He's great at stopping a run. He is just a ball hawk. And these are two guys that are under the radar but are having fantastic seasons for the Jets. Just to talk about Jalen Hurst for a little bit. The first interception wasn't on him. Even if you want to say the second one wasn't on him because there was pressure around him and then his arm got hit and that's what made the ball come out wobbly. The last drive, the second to last drive, throwing into a defender, right into a defender. The last drive, throwing into double coverage, could have been intercepted by Jordan Whitehead. Jalen Hurts right now, we're seeing, is regressing. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions on the season. He has an 84 passer rating. His year before, the year before he took that leap, he had an 87 passer rating. Six games, seven interceptions. He's facing more defenses this year that blitz and that plays own defense, two things that he struggled with last season. And I think that people overlooked the losses the Eagles had we're losing Shane Steichen. I was told all offseason long that Brian Johnson was going to replicate what he did, and Brian Johnson had this close relationship with Jalen Hurts since he was in high school because he's had he had that relationship, but that doesn't mean you're automatically a great offensive play caller. And then the loss of Shane Steichen. I think what's hurting the Eagles more than anything is the injuries. Cam Jurgens is on IR. Lane Johnson got injured in this game. And when you lose two guys like that, when you lose an all pro like Lane Johnson, you're going to have a major setback in your offensive line and your protection. And I think that's what's hurting Jalen Hurts a lot. But the Eagles lost so many things. And I think now we're kind of seeing it where, yes, they're five and one, but 
those five wins they have haven't been dominant performances. You know, week one versus the Patriots, it was a game that was closer than expected. And now we look at the Patriots, one of the worst teams in the league versus the Rams. It was pretty close versus the Vikings. It was pretty close. I mean, a lot of their games have been very close versus the commanders. So the Eagles have not been routing teams like the 49ers. And that's why I think right now the NFC is the 49ers and then the Eagles are with the other teams in a bunch. I don't think the Eagles are this team that's a tier above the Cowboys or the Lions. I think right now we're seeing some serious issues with this team that can't be ignored. See, uh, this is also being said at the same time where we saw Smitty. Like, we've had a whole conversation about the Eagles. We haven't spoken about how Smitty was not that great today. He has not been that great over these last couple of weeks also. Uh, So I'm going to hold off on saying that uh, they're with the rest of the guys, especially after the performance that we just saw with the Niners. Hopefully, Debo's okay. Hopefully, C- CMC is okay. So it's one of those where the NFL, it's crazy. We spoke about it with the Bills early on. It seemed as if everything was boating their way. This was their year, and then the injuries start to pile up. Now we're talking about the Niners, and they seem like the most fluid team on both sides of the ball, and now Debo's injured, and now CMC's injured. We're talking about the the Eagles, of course, with respect to 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 what they did last season. They were undefeated until today. We knew their secondary was a big issue, playing without Jalen Carter, playing without big play Slay. So they were down some guys too. Where you guys were definitely, there's no excuse for for them losing this game, especially with the guys that you guys were missing and who was injured throughout the course of this game. But I'm not gonna allow this game to immediately just remove. Uh, these guys from the conversation when they weren't playing at 100%. And also, we know that there's another level that these guys can play at where some of the top guys on this team simply are just not playing up to normal standard. But I will say I, I like to, to hear you say rest of the group because I think I, I think I know who you're talking about with the rest of the group, and it's those boys over there in Detroit. So The Lions so deserve like, their credit. The Lions have been amazing, and I think – you know, when you have a top five offense, you have a top 15 defense and your defense gets after it. You know, the Lions deserve all that praise. And Jared Goff is playing at a top 10 level. Jared Goff is playing better than Jalen Hurts this season. There's no doubt about it. Jared Goff has been that phenomenal this year. Um, We're going to learn a lot about the Eagles going forward, because after this week, they got Miami on Sunday Night Football. The commanders who play them probably as well as anybody in the league. Dallas, they have a bye, then Kansas City, Buffalo, Niners, Dallas, Seahawks. It's really not till week 16 when they play the Giants again where they get a break in the schedule and they go Giants, Cardinals, Giants to close out the year. But from week 7 to week 15, I don't know if there's a harder stretch in the NFL that any team is going to have to face. And Philly, these first five, six weeks, um, yeah, six weeks including today, we've kind of given them the pass offensively saying, listen, Shane Sykin left. Um, you know, they got new play caller. Let's give them some time. They haven't clicked yet. And Jalen Hurts, listen, I agree with you. He does not look nearly as comfortable as he did last season. I thought Philly was going to regress going into this season. And even though they're five and one, it feels like overall they're like a three and two type of team, just based off how their offense has not clicked and how defensively they have holes, especially in the secondary. Um, so this upcoming stretch, if they're able at the end of the year, they're not going to have a better record than they did last year. I think that's already proven. With this stretch, it's going to be hell. But if they can manage to be four and three or three and four going through this stretch, and then you finish those last three games, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, they're still going to be in the mix for probably around 11 or 12 wins. And if they're there, they'll likely win the division. They'll likely get the two seed. And the biggest issue I have with Detroit, and they played well today, but when they're not home, when they're not in a dome, they're very past every team, even though Montgomery gets a lot of work. What are they going to look like in January if they have to go to Philadelphia and play or if they have to go to San Francisco and play? That's my biggest question with them because they're going to play a plethora, 11, 12 games this year in a dome between them, uh, them you know, dome they, merchants? They got the Vikings. It's, I think it's a fair question to ask. They can Come run on, the ball, man. though. Come on. They can. Dells, you're better than that, man. That's lazy analysis. That's my, that's my only merchants. question with them. That's well, Jared Goff had had similar questions, I think, in, in LA too. Jared Goff still got questions. It's not he, just he does, yeah. He, like, he, does, he doesn't have this the strongest scary, arm. Like he's if it's a rainy day in Philadelphia in January, who you would you rather have? Jalen Hurts or Jared Goff in that game? Give me Jalen Hurts in that offense. It's always you know, it's, Jalen. It's, 
yeah, regardless. But you know what I'm saying? If if the weather's not to their advantage and they have to play outside, which they're not accustomed to, Jared Goff, Cali guy, played in L.A., went to Cal. That's the only question I have around the Lions. And with the Eagles, I think we all know if Lane Johnson's healthy, he's played that high ankle sprain, a lot of their issues from today are going to be solved. Like that's arguably the best right tackle in football. He's up there. And that was where so much of the pressure is coming from. And Hurts not used to that. And so last year, this was one of the healthiest teams in the league. Of the 14 games they won, five of them were playoff teams. This year, it's going to be a lot more difficult, and we know that. And that's where we want to see Hurts evolve in the second half of the year. Right now, we should have expected some of these struggles. The 49ers lost to the Browns 19-17. to They also are not undefeated anymore. Brock Purdy MVP campaign was in full effect. You had guys on TV saying that he's a top 10, top five quarterback. Then he has this type of performance. You point to a couple things. You point to CMC and Debo going out in the second half. In the first half, Purdy was solid. Uh, Purdy has some great passes to Brennan Ayuk, and Brennan Ayuk just dropped it. There was one where... You know, Purdy got blitzed and he just threw it up in the air for about 30, 40 yards to Ayuk and Ayuk just did not haul it in. So I feel like there was some plays left out on the field. But these are one of the question marks that Brock Purdy has to answer. The 49ers are so often dominating teams that there is no pressure on him to come back and win a game for the Niners. I know that he gave them a chance with the last drive in the game. He did. But... When he was down in total, three for eight for 42 yards. And the one pass in that final drive that set the Niners up in field goal range was a short pass to Ayuk. And Ayuk took it 20 plus yards to get into field goal territory. He looked more valuable to me on that play. I don't know about you guys. You know, oh he looked God. more valuable on that play to me. But I'm looking at Brock Purdy. Listen, two things can be true. One of them is that he's playing well. Number two is that. He's not an MVP. It's just as simple as that. If two of the guys on the offense go out, an MVP is supposed to uplift your team to win a football game. And Brock Purdy in the entire second half did not do that. Dude, Brock Purdy was not good he, in the second half. He, he had a position to win. The last drive of the game. Win. Brandon Ayuk put him in position to win. It was a chip shot field goal. 41-yarder. Moody has been shot. pretty automatic all season long. He's been pretty great in his rookie campaign. You expect to win that game. If I'm Brock Purdy, I spike that ball. I'm coming out with the, with the thought process that we won this game. I did my job, even struggling. Like you mentioned, even struggling. I still did my job in the last drive of the game with the help of my guys, because it's a team game at the end of the day. And the, the Niners are still one of the best yak offenses in the game. That's what they thrive on. When you have Debo, when you have Ayuk, when you have CMC, Yak is going to be a big part of your offense. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Ayuk made a nice, a very special play there. However, he did his job. He came off the field with his team in a position to win the game. I'm not going to use this uh, against him, especially when you you already yourself on, on Twitter paid your respect to, to the Browns defense. They put on a very special performance, but also it came at the hands of no Debo and no CMC late in this game. So, again, I, I'm not going to be here overreacting to this. I can respect and, you know, acknowledge Brown's solid performance, especially without your star quarterback, P.J. Walker, coming in off waivers to do a job. That's 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 what a professional does, and that's a credit to him and a testament to his hard work and dedication to himself. But all in all, I'm not here going to evaluate Purdy in a negative light when the statistics don't look great at all. Uh, definitely some throws that you wish you had back, but the last drive of the game, he put you in a position to win, and that's all you can ask for. Really, doing your job don't mean your MVP. That, that don't mean your MVP. Like this is Brock but Purdy. You, you asked. You asked him. Brock Purdy is now go ahead being, and put you in a position to win this game. You Brock, need to go and win this game. He did that. The Brock kicker Purdy do his job. Brock Purdy, the expectation expectation for him for a lot of people now is to play at an MVP level. So that's one uh, thing. And it was a 41 <laughs> yard field goal. Brennan Ayuk had 20 yards after the catch that put them in that position. Even before CMC and Debo went out, after the first drive of the game, the first offensive drive where CMC took them down the field, was rushing the ball effectively, and Purdy hit him with a shovel pass, which was his only touchdown pass of the day. After that drive, 
They could not generate consistent offense, even nope. when CMC and Debo were on the field. So in the second half, it started to rain, and then Purdy started to lose grip on the ball. He fumbled, a fumble that he recovered. He threw an interception, but the play before that, he threw another pass that could have been intercepted. The thing about Purdy is that I think that people looked at the stats and they felt like he was mistake-free when the mistakes just weren't capitalized on. I and I, I think an example of that is, you know, Jordan Love, weeks one and two. Jordan Love, I think, had, what, six passing touchdowns or five passing touchdowns weeks six. one and two. There were turnover-worthy plays on his film that had not come back to bite him yet. And then in these past couple of weeks, they're now showing up. So the, the thing with Brock is that, you know, these things were there. It was just a matter of when it will appear. And in this game, it appeared. The last drive. You set up your team, the kicker missed, the kicker should make it. And I understand the dynamic. If the, if the 49ers win, Brock Purdy's a hero. If they lose, he needs CMC and Debo. But ultimately, regardless had they won or lost, Brock Purdy still played a bad game. And I think that is pretty much consensus. Of course, we got to give the credit to the Browns defense because the Browns defense is elite. I mean, this when you see them on the field matched up with the 49ers, you could be like, the Browns defense is better than the 49ers because – they just shut teams down. They do. Miles Garrett was having his way with Trent Williams. The secondary can hold up. They can stop the run. And I do think that Jim Schwartz has been arguably the best offseason addition that any team has made because the way he's transformed he's right, that defense, it legitimately has him in a conversation to, if they make the playoffs, that defense can win multiple playoff games for them. It's that great. Shane Steichen's probably the biggest one from a coaching perspective, but this game has a lot more than, about the Browns to me than the Niners. I mean, first off, before the game, the tone is set when you get into a fight with Trent Williams on that business. But this entire game is an ugly one. These are two injury-riddled teams. The Browns are without their running back for this entire year and their quarterback. They've missed multiple offensive linemen. The Niners are down the best offensive lineman probably seen in the last decade, right? He leaves this game with the walking boot on afterwards. And then CMC leaves, your second or third best player in this team with an oblique injury, maybe fourth. And so the entire game, it was missed opportunities for the Niners. Joel, you talk about that Brock Purdy play. That was a third and 13. Pressure in his face, steps up, delivers a beautiful ball, 40 yards in the field, right through where Ayuk's hands. And then there was another play where he outshot him. There was a little bit outreached later in the fourth quarter, another third down where it could have been a huge chunk play to give them some sort of life. But with the weather in this game, it was kind of going to be an ugly 17-19 matchup. The Niners went third and three, and they converted on three of their 12 um, third down opportunities, and that's just so atypical for this team. And so, when you look at this Browns pass defense, what they can do up front, I mean, they're going to win this in this AFC North. They got the best defense, and if you can be the most resilient group of that entire division, you're going to make the playoffs and you're going to be the best defense in the AFC. Right now, I think them and the Jets are the two best in that conference because of consistency. They've been carrying this team basically all year long. On an EPA per play basis since 2006, the Browns have the fourth best defense. It's up there with the 2019 Patriots, 2019 Niners, and 2006 Chicago Bears. No Jets. The defense, the defense is elite. Um, I think there's some misunderstandings of what people think Brock Purdy is. You have Michael Irvin going on Colin Coward show, a huge national TV show, and saying, I would have Brock Purdy over Justin Herbert. But I think 95, 99, at least I hope 100% of other people in the world say, you're out of your mind for thinking that. Brock Purdy to go into this Cleveland game missing, you know, multiple players go down. Trent Williams is playing through an injury and expecting him to win. I don't think I would have put that on him. I like Brock Purdy. I think the numbers he put up and since he was five and no, should he be an MVP conversation? Absolutely. But I don't think if the 49ers are going to be missing Debo Samuel, Trent Williams played through it, but obviously wasn't himself. Plus going up against Miles Garrett and Christian McCaffrey. Can Brock Purdy uplift this entire offense now with Jawan Jennings and Jordan Mason in the backfield? Probably not. That's just not the quarterback he is. He's built to, if everything around him, if all of the weapons are there and he has Kyle Shanahan, he's able to elevate that offense. But when he goes from having four elite weapons to really two elite weapons and your offensive lineman's banged up, then he becomes a different quarterback. On top of that, you're putting him in against one of the best defense, not the best defense in the NFL, on the road in a game that it's raining on and off throughout the game. I don't know if that's a fair assessment for me to completely change my tone on Brock Purdy. For sure. I still think he is what he is and he's not what he's not. Like you're not going to get the insane magical highlight plays like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert do, 
but you're also not going to get as many boneheaded decisions um, and stupid sacks and stupid turnovers that we see from other quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. So Brock Purdy is still in that range where is he a top 15 quarterback? Absolutely. But he's not going to be one of these guys who are just going to elevate an entire offense. The defense needs to show up every week. The players need to be healthy, and he needs to hit some throws. There was one throw he had to Christian McCaffrey in an option route. That was wide open for a touchdown. If he would have hit CMC in stride, and he just missed it. That would have changed the game. And mm-hmm. you're right, Joel. If he goes down and the kicker makes the field goal, this topic is different. It's Brock Purdy didn't play well, but you know if they match up again in the Super Bowl or if he has to play Philly in the NFC Championship game, can he do enough to get to the Super Bowl? Now it's, oh, Brock Purdy is out of the MVP discussion. Um, can you really trust him in big-time moments? Can Brock Purdy uplift uplift this offense? I never really had those questions about Brock Purdy because I was not looking at him like an MVP top five Justin Herbert-like quarterback. Mm -hmm. Listen to what you just said, though. You lost two players, and you still got two elite ones. He has four all-pro-level skill position players. There are... Dozens of NFL teams that just have maybe one of those guys, and there are other ones that don't. Like, even with CMC and Debo out, George Kittle is a top four tight end in football. He's an all pro. Brandon Ayuk right now is playing at an all pro level, but he's still a Pro Bowl level receiver. Like, these are better weapons than half the league, even with two players out. So I think it it is also giving him a pass by saying I'm expecting him to elevate the offense with four all pros. But once you once you numb it down to two all pros, you know I don't know if he could do that. You know I well, think that's I think, giving him I a think pass. I think take into account that you're playing Cleveland on the road in bad weather. It's going to be tough. And also bad matchup. He did leave the field putting his he team did. in position he to did. win. He played he played a terrible game outside of even that first drive. Like you said, it was it was all CMC. He had a little pitch. He really played a terrible game for 58 minutes. And then I mean to be fair, they got a couple of BS calls on the defensive side like the uh defenseless receiver hit that was a pretty clean I, hit. I there, don't know if that was call. BS. That was so bad. Oh, no, that bang. was that, No, in the, I yes, thought, in the moment in the moment I can't blame the ref, but when you yeah. look at the replay and you're like he hit him in the shoulder. That that actually Agreed. replay really was not close and that really Agreed. decided the game. Agreed. Um, you know, it 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 changes how the the perspective of the game looks even the last drive though when when he passed it to Jawan jennings and it was called for a penalty on third down you know that's a toss-up play like was Jawan jennings held yes but it wasn't egregious to the point where oh you just throw the flag but i can understand it being called and with the niners i do want to make this point the browns are like the best possible matchup in the nfl because that super athletic linebackers and anthony walker left this game with a concussion but George Kittle last week was off for three touchdowns. The next week, he's not going to be as much in the offense because he's not separating as well. And so when the Niners go from four ways to win to two, and Kittle's not playing well, then you're really just reliant on Brandon Ayuk. And there are a ton of missed opportunities there. So, I mean, yes, Brock Purdy is not going to lift this team successfully. He only got one elite weapon, but Dak Prescott's got an elite weapon. He hardly does that anyways, even in the regular season nowadays. So mm. you can nitpick a lot of these really good quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan a lot of them are being McCarthy. paid $40 million. And so Brock, he's just – Mark McCarthy, the, the Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah, Come he's on, not yeah. Kyle, he's, he's not Kyle Shanahan. Just say it out loud, He's not Kyle Shanahan. So as you point out last week, Brock's still a rookie too. You know, this is 12th ever NFL game or 13th. He started two in the postseason. So if this was his worst game by far – and the Niners could have easily won this one, <laughs> this team's going to be just fine. But I think the bigger takeaway is, is CMC going to be good with the oblique injury long-term because this is a team for the years which has been snaked in again and again at the running back position by injuries. CMC was healthy last year. If he's not at least for the postseason this year, in the second half of the year, that could be a big problem for this team because he is the most valuable player of this offense. And that goes without being said. He's the best running and back it's, in football. It's week to week. So this time last week, or I guess, yeah, this time last week, I guess they played on Monday, but you get my point. We're coming off the 49ers putting up 40 on Dallas, Brock Purdy mm-hmm. throwing four touchdowns, and we're saying there's no team close to the 49ers. Now they have a tough game against a tough opponent on the road, and now all of a sudden it's a complete 180. They're, they live somewhere in between, right? Are they going to go up against Dallas and, and score 40 against everybody? Probably not. Are they going to look this bad again? Probably not because Cleveland's defense is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. It's not That's a 180. The 49ers are still the best team in the NFC. And I think that 
whether it's the Lions, it's the Cowboys, it's the it's the uh, Eagles, they would beat them in the playoffs right now. The question with with uh, Brock Purdy and John, you touched on the Dak thing, the Dak dynamic. We know what Dak is at this point, and because he's getting paid so much, they don't have the money to surround him with multiple right. All Pros. Like, just imagine if the Cowboys still had an Amari Cooper on this team, who they let they walk could. for really gonna. nothing. So it's like with Brock Purdy, the his standard is Jimmy Garoppolo. He is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But things were peachy with Jimmy G until he missed the throw to Emmanuel Sanders in 2019 and didn't play well in the Super Bowl. Everything is great until it's not great. So Brock Purdy, really, the standard is can you make enough plays so the 49ers can win a Super Bowl? That's the standard, and that's really what it comes down to. And it's it's a high bar, but that is just the standard of playing quarterback for the 49ers because the expectation for them is winning the biggest game of the season. 100%. Absolutely. And the Niners this year, by the way, are averaging 33 points per game coming to this one. This I think they're going to rebound. This is first loss of his career. This is the first time they've scored less than 30 really points bad. all season. It's like it's one game. Let's calm down. Because of that, we're going to do a would you rather Brock Purdy. Now, this is a week after his great game. So had it been right after his great game, there's probably some guys. Doing that, this uh, without Riv just doesn't, doesn't feel it's right. It's not doing right with my spirit. Doesn't there's feel no, right oh, without Riv. Ah, uh, listen, I got the Brock Purdy thing ready. I don't know why Riv, <laughs> I don't know why Riv ducking. I don't know why Riv is ducking. I don't know if Riv's ducking more so as the fact of he's laid a, he's he's laid the expectation of he's not gonna be here. He's not <laughs> gonna be, he gonna be here if, if the 49ers won, Purdy played great. If the Eagles won, Hurts played great. Riv is here. Riv is not here because his team's lost. Sad, I don't man. know. It doesn't Sad. sound like a riff thing to do to duck, man. I'm gonna respect my brother's integrity. That's not he, yeah, he doesn't he's not ducking, he just doesn't show up ever. So he's just not here. Exactly. Yeah. He's already he's laid the expectation. Okay. I'm not gonna be here. So if that's the expectation, <laughs> then we can't say he's ducking. I think he's ducking. Uh Santos goes, Dells is getting a two attack of Iloa jersey in two weeks. Is, I'm is so that my that is that my man. most hated player? You are no 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 no, you are cursed. Anytime you get a jersey, the player suddenly just forgets how to play football. I, you're I do tell think, me, Joel, you're hold on, bro. You're gonna tell okay, me it's okay, coincidence okay. that Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets. You get his jersey. He suddenly asks, forgets how to play football. <laughs> you're you're gonna tell me that it's suddenly coincidence that Elijah Moore just hates the New York Jets out of nowhere. You're gonna tell me it's coincidence. Can, can did you get Denzel? Do you see, do you see a? I don't have a Denzel Mims. I have I had Jamal Adams at one time. Do you see a trend here? What what is the common denominator with all of these issues? Do you fear players? It's, the, it's the New York Jets. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Tatum. I got a Tatum jersey. We, we, I got. Yeah, I'm I got Pete Alonzo jersey. I'm He's praying. Okay, Pete Alonzo might be traded off the New York Mets. I would not oh, be surprised. Kind of, Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum rolled his ankle in game. Jason seven. Tatum. Yeah, exactly. How long right. did you have that jersey? You just I, got I, it. I had it not? since like I had it since like January or February. Because I had it when I went to the Celtic game. I was like, Oh, February oh, so March. got it. So you're the reason why he rolled his ankle in game seven. I guess. Shit. <laughs> and Jalen Brown didn't show up. The but then I'm also the reason he put up fifty in the game seven. Oh, around I had it before that. I'm, I don't know if I'm giving you hey. credit for that as opposed to, <laughs> around before, bro. I don't know, but anything Santos that bad, give me that Tatum jersey. Shout out to the coat, yeah, because Santos is one sometimes. of the greatest humans alive. Uh, but that being said, man, you need to stay away from all jerseys because so I'll be honest, God, if, I if Jalen Hurts sucks for the rest of the season, but you have to burn it. It was the perfect time to get the Hurts jersey right before the Jets game. You son of a bitch. Perfect. Man. Just the one week bloop, and then he's back against Miami. Santos also went Jared Goff for MVP question marks. Mm. Shout the out. Purdy's getting Jared the love. Why not Goff? Shout out to Amon Ra, Sun God, St. Brown. Shout out to Jamo for getting his first touchdown of the season. Five Shout out to this run defense. Stop playing with him. Stop <laughs> hey, playing right? with him. Clears all in Tate's punk ass. Stop it. Right now, he hasn't even reached his receiving yards for his Stop career it, yet. Bro. Stop it. Jameson got just... he got he got what like maybe a hundred receiving yards now for his career, maybe Let a little cook. less around that. It might be 97 cook. around 350, two touchdowns. The oh, trophy room podcast. Shout out to Nick. Will Brock Purdy be the Nick. same next week if they don't have any if they don't have CMC or Debo? Who are they playing mm. next week? Let's see. 
I don't think they're facing a a great defense. I could be mistaken though. Next week they're playing Minnesota, so they should be fine. Yeah, they they should be fine against Minnesota. Yo, um, they got Mason, the Bengals after that though. Mason's a good running back. He's not CMC. He can get a job done. It helps being the system too. Can he stay healthy yeah. is a real big question. That's they've had the running backs haven't mattered. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, they've all just been hurt. Like I think whatever running point, back in the system is going to thrive. If you're down to your fourth or fifth guy, and it's like this, he sounds like the Warriors backup center, and here he is, you know, that could be an issue for them. Sounds like the year. Ravens every single season. So Vaughn Walker goes, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, J- Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Stafford, C- Kirk Cousins. This is my top 10. I don't have too uh, many problems with this at all. This looks fine. I'm trying to think. Is he Kyler. Am I missing someone here? Kyler, but he's injured. Kyler, I understand. Man, man. Him I, do, I do wonder who, because Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins coming into the top 10, and that means. So no Dak Jared Goff. Gone, no, no Goff, Dak. which is fine. No, no Stroud. No Stroud. No Stroud. That's Did true. Him that high as a rookie? He could I definitely mean, reach like there. It. If they make the playoffs, he, he will he will be there. I think very firmly CJ's in that 11 to 15 as of right yeah. now. Uh, but no definitely Gino. by no Gino, which is fine. Who had he had a solid game, nothing crazy. Well, can he though. take it? Okay, eat, eat shit. He said top 10, <laughs> not bottom 10. Okay, ouch. Right. <laughs> when we talk about bottom 10 quarterbacks, this is when I fade the conversation. <laughs> Daniel Jones is in a conversation. Sometimes you welcome it. Oh, not yeah. Santos him, Santos did post our records. Joel, me and you were 11 and three. Uh, let me see. I have it here this week. We were yeah, both 11 and three, Drew and, and River nine and five. I'm actually floored to see I have that many wins. The Saints blew it, bro. They easily could have won that game. And that would have been a huge shift because all three of you guys took the Texans. They, they blew it, bro. Their, their offense is so mid. And and Monday night, Joel, you got the Cowboys. I got the Chargers. So that, that's okay, tough. that's going to be the deciding factor right that's there. That's tough. Hopefully I win that. It's 12 and three on the week. Vayports goes, Riv slept through the Bills game. He ain't ducking. <laughs> I, don't I know was ready to dude. sleep, bro. We we texted the group chat saying, "Listen, we could record this at halftime." I'm thinking it's going to be Bills twenty-one to three at half, and they're like, "All right, let's record this. We could get a good night's sleep and turn into a game." Drew slept through the Bills game. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm not even going to front you, man. That game was bad. There was so, no offense. I woke up and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what quarter it is. Minute 40 left. It's the Giants getting the ball to to go down and 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 win the game. But the offense in on both sides, bro, it's just it was terrible. You you knew that going in, but it was just a terrible performance both sides. I got really some in and out statements, John. John, what do you got to say again? We're all gonna put me to sleep with the Patriots Raiders game. I did not watch that game. Only when the Patriots started to make a little bit of a comeback. Mac yeah, Jones I, I threw I a beautiful ball to Devontae Parker, and he dropped it. That, that could have been sure. that could have been the what won in the game right there. Another bottom 10 quarterback. Yeah, Mac Jones is going to be in Atlanta. It's between him and Daniel Jones who's going to Atlanta first. Nah, that's the thing. We both want we both want our guy to go to Atlanta because we know that that's a nice situation for our quarterback to have success in. They're going to choose a better one. They're going to choose Mac. It's going to be the guy that can actually play winning football and win you a playoff game. That's Daniel Jones? Look at the resume. That's the I, I guess so, man. I guess. What Mac did, did, what did Mac maybe? Jones? What did Mac Jones do in his debut in, in the playoffs? They faced the Bills, unfortunately. Yep. Oh, got it, got it. They didn't, they didn't oh, face the Vikings defense. Oh, no, it's, it's definitely an easier path 13, to get Mac than Daniel. They didn't face a thirteen-win team. Interesting. Thirteen-win team. The same team's won. You know what's oh, Mickey yeah. Noss. It is an easier path to get Mac Jones because Mac Jones is going to be heading into his fifth-year option. He's not getting paid much. Yep. It's in the AFC, not the NFC. With Daniel Jones, I mean, you're paying a guy forty million to do what Tyrod Taylor can do. I'd rather just get Tyrod Taylor at that point, man. I'd rather we seen Tyrod tonight. Yeah, he was. Let me be kind. Let's just do in and outs. Hey, you weren't seeing the throws he was hitting, dude. He was hitting some dots. No, I I I woke up and watched a good amount. Yeah, Evan Neal, he cooked him on his best play of the game too. Outside of the Cardinals game, Tyrod Taylor outperformed Daniel Jones in every game, every other game he's played this year. One for one. Yeah, I mean, the bar's the bottom, so. (laughs) We're going to do in-and-out statements. So, in-and-out after week six. First statement, Geno Smith was a one-year wonder. 
I'm out on that statement. I still think that we've seen him play some really good football. Uh, this one was one that was definitely within reach. Uh, they they had multiple opportunities driving down the field, getting to the red zone, just couldn't punch it in. The Bengals are a good defense. They 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 have shown that in the past and this season. They they definitely need to do a better job of executing. That starts with Geno. But again, we've seen him play at a high level this year. It's also unfortunate that he did have this knee injury going into the bye, was able to rest up. But let's not look at it as a one-year wonder when that Giants game is very, very skewed for his stats when he's had multiple 300-yard performances this season. I don't know if Gino is – I'm sorry, John. I don't know if Gino – we're going to get the same 30 touchdown from 2022. But he is still a top 15, pretty comfortable quarterback that can lead you to the playoffs. For sure. He's no one-hit wonder because they still got top 10 offense. And he didn't have his best game versus the Bengals. It's still one of the best coach defenses in the NFL. He's overcome young offensive line and hope he found this year. You know, Geno Smith – I don't think he's one of those guys that had a radio hit and just disappeared from the face of the earth. I think he's one of those guys that had a radio hit and probably never had another one, but has always made some solid music in the underground that people appreciate. Mm. And I think Mm. Geno Smith is still a great quarterback. Right now, his interception numbers are up on on pace to outdo what he did last year. But Geno last year had a lot of turnover-worthy plays that weren't capitalized on. I just think it's kind of leveling out right now, but Geno Smith is still capable of playing at a great level, and the Seahawks had a lot of injuries to their offensive line early in the season. Next statement. The Lions should be taken seriously as a serious contender in the NFC. I want to say that I'm in on this statement because I believe in this offense. And this is really without Jameer Gibbs being incorporated into this offense at all and Demont getting injured. But you see how great Amon Ross St. Brown is. You see how great Jared Goff has been playing. You see how dominant this rush defense has been. Aiden Hutchinson putting himself in the conversation for defensive player of the year in year two. The secondary is a, is a group that still needs to get together. Brian Branch did not play in this game. Uh, they've, they've definitely suffered some injuries in the secondary. But I still believe that this team is good enough to win multiple playoff games. I'm not ready to say that they're my favorite to come out of the NFC out of respect for the San Francisco 49ers. However, this is definitely a team that can win playoff games this season. Yeah, I'm I'm in on it. Uh, they're a top three team in the NFC. They're a top eight team in the NFL. The offense is clicking. The defense is vastly improved. The offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Jared Goff is playing at a more than serviceable top 10 level. David Montgomery did get banged up in this game. They already have Jameer Gibbs, who, who's going to be missing some time. So if they're at both of those guys, now you're looking at Craig Reynolds. So definitely going to take a hit in, in the rush department because Montgomery was fantastic for them. Um, but overall, you got to look at the NFC and saying it's the Niners and Eagles mm-hmm. one and two, Detroit three. Then there's a gap for the rest of the teams. Hey, Looks like Dallas is there too. Dallas is there too. They've easily they've easily established themselves as a contender. And hey, Baker Mayfield missed some throws today, but this defense is what's going to take them to the next level because nobody's been able to run the football on them. They've got great coaching. They're explosive. That's going to be the third piece of the puzzle. I'm in. There's only one team in the NFC that can say. They are flat out better than the Lions. That's the 49ers. The Cowboys aren't flat out better. The Eagles aren't flat out better. And then we're looking at a next tier of teams like the Seahawks and who comes out the NFC South. We don't know. I think the Lions have placed themselves where you can argue them as the second best team in the NFC because the Eagles are too inconsistent. So are the Cowboys. The Lions have been more consistent than all those teams to start the year. Can't the wait Jets. till they run that division for three years running, man. It's going to be beautiful. Should have drafted Houston. Anthony Richardson for that, man. Jared Goff, you just told me he's better than Jalen Hurts, bro. Pick a he's side. Yeah, he's playing better. Pick a side, man. He's Jets can better. make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. I'm in on that statement. Will they is a different question. But with this defense, they're going to be in every single game. Zach Wilson, if the offense is putting up 20 to 24 points – they're going to be in every game. If they've proven they could beat the Buffalo Bills, the Eagles, go down to the wire with the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm looking at the upcoming schedule. And like I said before, two games against the Dolphins, 
one game against the Chargers, that Buffalo game, I'm already assuming we're going to lose because we beat them week one. If they can win two out of those three games, they'll be in great position to make the playoffs. I hate to say that it's – I'm not going to use the word impossible because your defense is unbelievably elite, but teams that are below you, Cincinnati and the Chargers. Now, the Chargers are that one team that I think that people are kind of in between on. Cincinnati can get hot. Now, above you, I don't know how I feel about Texans in terms of confidence level. Indianapolis is another one. I don't feel confident about them. Cleveland's one of those that you have to respect. But those that are – and Buffalo's in front of you that I think that that's a locked playoff team that, that will get in over you guys. It's going to be tough sledding for it to happen just because there are some really good teams in your vicinity. Uh, but as of right now, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to say out just because I think that I trust, I trust the, the progression of the Bengals throughout the season. I trust that the bills will continue to play winning football. And I think the Browns are a playoff team as well. Look, there are a lot of teams in the AFC that make the playoffs, but it comes down to resilience. The Jets are now two and two versus playoff teams. Only got five left, five left to play this year. What do all the quarterbacks they play have in common outside CJ Stroud week 14? They turn over the ball a lot. I think the Jets can definitely make the playoffs this year, but it's it's not going to be easy. I'm in on this statement. When you got a defense as elite as ours, you got our players coming back like Sauce and DJ Reed. We just beat the Eagles. We went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. We beat the Bills first game of the season. I'm looking at our remaining schedule. We got the Giants. We're going to whoop them. That's an easy game. The Chargers, toss up, but I got the I got the Jets, baby. I got the Jets. Then we got the Raiders. I got the Jets versus the Bills. I give the respect to the Bills versus the Dolphins. If the Jets defense was able to neutralize Mahomes, Hurts, Josh Allen, I ain't scared of no Tua. We're Come talking on, about the MVP serious. of the league. Let's be serious. We're I ain't, about scared, the MVP of, of the I ain't scared of no Tua. Come on. Then we go and we face Atlanta at home. The Jets defense versus Desmond Ritter. Come on, let's be real. C.J. Stroud next game. Respect to him. But listen, I think our team is better than the Texans. Then we got the Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. This is a very easy, winnable schedule. And when you have a guy like Zach Wilson, who head-to-head <laughs> head, head head has had a better QBR now than Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Russell <laughs> Wilson, Zach Wilson's doing some things, baby. Zach Wilson's Oh, not the head-to-head QBR. Gotta love advanced stats, QBR. man. They could tell any story that you want to tell. That's hilarious. Eagles won't make it back to the Super Bowl. I am. I'm out on this statement. I'm out. I'm out. You know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. That man can do do anything he wants to do. The 49ers should, without a doubt, without a doubt, be the favorites. But if I'm looking for that second team in the NFC, it's still Philadelphia to me. I'm still taking my guy, Jalen. I know it's been a a rough few weeks to start the season, but he is my eyes just as good and can reach that level he was at last year. Yeah. At week six, after their first loss, I'm not Five ready one. to say, Yeah. Like throw in the towel. I do think there's something to be said though, with these injuries starting to pile up. Like this was the healthiest team of football. We saw it the rims, the chiefs, the Buccaneers in those years that can add up and it makes going on a second playoff run all the more difficult. This team's got some holes and some coaches that, you know, Shane Steichen's a brilliant offensive mind. It's like the Bills losing Brian Dable. Take some time. And that could be more than a year. Out of the 56 teams that have lost in the Super Bowl before the Eagles, only eight of them went back to the Super Bowl the very next year. That's a 14% chance the Eagles got. And they got a lot of things working against them. So I say they got less than a 1% chance to go back. They're frauds. What, what if we said, what if the back. question I'm was, okay, frauds, they're not, they're not making it, they're not making it back to the Super Bowl. They're not making it back. Oh, no, let's make it interesting. NFC Championship game. I don't care about that, Dallas. We talk yeah, about that's no, that's okay. so because the yeah, Super Bowl that's, is that's like nobody does it except Tom statement. Brady. That's they're not making it back. Statement. They're not making it back. As simple as that. I don't care. This was this was an are you going to victory lap NFC that Championship game? This are you was gonna Super victory Bowl. lap that. You're going to victory lap that, bro. I told y'all at the six that this team was not going to the Super Bowl. I told y'all that every year I'm going to be adamant and telling you guys the Eagles ain't going to do nothing. They're not going to do nothing. They won't. You said that about a team in the NBA. We saw. Not going to yeah. do nothing. So they're not making Ooh, the playoffs. Talk to him, John. Talk to him, John. The It's possible. Oh, I'm, I'm here, not betting on it, but it's possible. 
You can't roll it out. John, Get that out was cold blooded. That was crazy. That was luck. The Eagles still can't. That was luck. <laughs> Listen, Eagles not going back. It's as simple as that. Nice Last job. statement. The Browns have the NFL's best defense. Mm. All right. So who are the teams? Cleveland, San Francisco, New York, the Jets. Not definitely not the Giants. And what else are we missing? Honestly, I'm I'm gonna say out. Uh, I think I lean with the Jets to to go up against the cream of the crop. You guys already mentioned it. Josh Mahomes, Jalen, Russ. I mean, he's not the cream of the crop at this point in his career, of course. But that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. quarterback. To, for you guys to that's continue to 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 dominate the way that you guys have in defensive front, maybe didn't squeak out a win against the Chiefs, but still play at an elite level against these guys, the best of the best. I lean the Jets here, so I'm out on this statement. I'm out on it. Sorry, John. I'm out on this because I think they're a top three defense. Agreed. I still got the 49ers at number one. I do. I think they're still the best defense in football. I think this is the best pass defense in the NFL. I mean, for Brock Purdy to have 107 passing yards as something because injuries are not, that's pretty darn tough. But I'm going to leave San Francisco because of the level of front seven star power and just general depth. And the Jets got more depth too. So. Browns are top three, but I want to put them at one. They're definitely top three. I think each, like the Browns haven't really gone up against top competition. Uh, you know, of course, they played the 49ers, which top competition, sure. Um, the Ravens and Bengals are the other standouts. But if you want to give the edge to the Jets because they have played Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, that's fair. Um, I still have some questions. Like, I don't think the Jets have the best rush defense. They've been pretty susceptible on the ground this that's season. Fair. Unless um, they face DeAndre they- Swift. They, they did wrap up DeAndre Swift pretty well, and uh, they still have this. Let's not, let's, uh, yo, saw, you, so you say this. Let's not pretend like Swift still didn't get his. Let's still pretend like he didn't get his. What he get? He fumbled. A touchdown? He fumbled. Oh, so that just yeah. automatically yeah. takes away the touchdown? That's gone? Yes. yes. Got it. Interesting. Yes. Turnover um, great negates that touchdown. Football plays. In my the, the Jets still have to. <laughs> they, they still have to figure out a way to come out more concise because even in this game they went 19 plays. It was a Mickey Mouse touchdown. May may I add, but from Jalen Hurts, that was don't know how that gets overturned. That's what do you insane. mean, bro? That was clear as um, day. Reached over. Yeah, touchdown. I, I must be blind. Must have my glasses on. That is that um, is why you own a pair of glasses. <laughs> But the the Jets have a tendency, we saw this in literally every game this year, that first quarter, those first few drives, they come out flat and teams are able to move the ball on them and put up points and put the offense in a hole. So I think that's their biggest their biggest issue going forward. I agree. There's somebody that said this. Somebody said, um, that man, Jalen, 21 and two, anything is possible. Amen. He's three and seven when he gets pressure over forty percent of his dropbacks. You those know who's not are, three those and seven? Are literally from Joe, before Joe he Burrow. had AJ Brown. Joe Burrow's that's, not that's, not three and seven when he gets pressure on forty percent of his dropbacks. Who cares more, three and seven his or entire twenty-one and, got pressure 21 and two? That. Still won Super Bowl, baby. Twenty-one. Who had a better Super Bowl? Who had who's Zinger? Playoffs? Zinger. Who's Yo, stop talking trash on that boy Jalen when it comes to uh, Joe Burrow. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Joe Burrow has been injured the entire year and is still playing better than Hurts. That's crazy. Eagles are are 5-1. It's Joey B, baby. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah. Three and seven. Three and seven, Dells. They that just was from when he was like a rookie, bro. <laughs> no, bro, Joel, it's so easy when he just brings certain statements into this conversation. Mr. Joe Burrow, was he the reason? Was he the most valuable player on the Bengals today? He was one of you. Was he the he most valuable? Yes. I don't oh, think really? he had a great game. One of. All, I said really? one of. He was one the of. most valuable. Interesting. Because if he doesn't play and Jake Browning's in his place and they, you know, they lose the game, 100% okay, Of course, they it's do. a quarterback, yeah. duh. But if, if Brock Purdy gets replaced by Sam Darnold, I mean, they still lose to the Browns, so it doesn't change much. You think Sam Darnold marches down the field that last drive? If he passes the tie, you can. IU gets 20 yards of yak, I think so, yeah. Hey, bro, Jamar Chase gets replaced all on Tate. One year that happened, the Bengals won four games. He is spitting right now. This is John's breakout, man. This is getting me. I'm moved, John. Yeah. The breakout pod. That's going to do it for a week six instant reaction tomorrow night after the Cowboys Chargers game. Drew and Dells will be on live on Pick a Side Fantasy Reaction Show. And then Tuesday, we will record the full length podcast. Riv, of course, will be on that one. And, you know, we're going to get into them Eagles on that show. I saved a lot of my stuff for that show because 
got a lot to say about the Philadelphia Eagles, man. He was five and one, by the way. Five and one for who? Who are you talking about? The, the Eagles. <laughs> five and you one. Have a lot to say year. about five and one. Yeah, because they're frauds, baby. They're not going back, and they better hope they don't face the Jets but, in the Super Bowl because we'll clamp them again. You you can't. I your argument on Tuesday cannot be they're not going back to the Super Bowl. Because That's I'm it. not going to sit there and get in a heated debate. It's the Super Bowl. Two teams That's a go. statement. That's a statement. That's not an argument. That's a statement. That's my statement. But that it's a bad way to build an argument. No, I don't think so. They're not going back. The, the because expectation for them is to go. It's like, okay. The expectation for them is, is to go. So, it's so, like, not – there's no substance behind it, really. Like, it's not an impressive statement to, to make that off of a, off of week six – I don't care oh, about being impressive. I care about being right, and I'm going to be right about that. It doesn't matter I, to me. I mean, there's such a stronger chance of you being right than if you're wrong. You, It's it's horrendous. I'm not going to be wrong, so it's not going to be horrendous. They're uh, not going back. I'm, I'm saying it. The Texans aren't going to the Super Bowl. I'm getting that one right, too. <laughs> Fuck Yo, it. Oh, I just want to wow. be right. No, bro. I just want to be right. That's all I oh, care yeah. about. Six. This is We're really acting like the do? Texans and Eagles are in the same tier, Dells. Didn't you have the Eagles going to the Super Bowl before the year? So, uh, ultimately, just like if I had the Cowboys going, going to the Super Bowl this year, if the Cowboys and the Eagles both don't make it, they both failures on our part. So, you agreed. saying the Cowboys not going to make it now – is that's an even worse statement than saying me saying the Eagles won't make it back? Yeah, I mean you had the Cowboys as winning the division, best team in the NFC. They still can that. do that. They're only three and two, and tomorrow they're gonna beat the Chargers and be four and two, baby. And no, then the no. Eagles got that tough stretch of schedules, and Cowboys gonna come back. They're gonna run it up, and they're gonna be. Cowboys first are gonna have to. Play Cowboys ain't going to As it. long as the if, if the Cowboys face the 49ers, they're they're cooked. But they'll beat the brakes off the Eagles. You best believe that. That Prescott will outperform. <laughs> All right, end the show. I'm end done. The show. End the show. End, end it now. End Eagles it. ain't doing nothing. That's going to go for week six. Instant reaction. We'll see you guys next time. Okay.